0: If you stumbled upon this podcast, welcome, and thank you for investing your time into us. I'm Daniel. I'm a jiu-jitsu white belt. I work in tech, have an advanced culinary degree, and I'm a former sommelier. I'm also a junkie for anime and manga.
1: And uh, I'm Denny. Uh, I own and operate BAME Jiu-Jitsu in Fremont, California, and have taught for 10 years and trained for 15. Uh, I also work in tech, and uh, previously I was a high school dropout, ghetto-ass kid grimy, just trying to get by. So um, I've got a, I've got experience in a couple of different worlds here. Uh, so the intention of this podcast is not only to talk about the gentle art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but to connect intertranslatable themes through all aspects of life based on what you can learn on the mats. And um, also just happy to help anyone that needs it. So any questions that you guys have, we, we, we want to be able to talk about it.
0: We hope you enjoy our conversations. Some of them will go pretty deep. If you'd like to follow up with either of us, we'll be posting our contact information to the end of each episode. Hope to hear from you, and enjoy.
1: How do we still improve? How do we feel like we're improving? How do we, you know, just what can we do to adjust? Improving cardio, flexibility, improving your diet. You wonder why he's so good. Those are so important, and you don't need to leave your house to all about discipline the whole point of jiu-jitsu is being able to adapt so
0: there's probably a lot of questions on people's mind right now uh given the state of things you know how can i be maintaining jiu-jitsu how do i maintain my fitness and health and uh you know other aspects of life when we're all sort of in lockdown here yeah. but i figure we can start with jiu-jitsu um uh-huh. You know how is it how is it that you feel people can be really maintaining that that same level of of, of grit and skill uh, without actually being able to physically train with one another?
1: Uh, I think that's a that's a great question. Um, it, to me that there's a I'm gonna answer it the way that like um, in my experience, I've learned of when you ca- there's gonna be times when you can't train and then like the question to me is, how do we still improve how do we feel like we're improving how do we you know just what can we do to adjust and that's what's great about jujitsu is like um when i'm training let's like, forget before we get to the point of saying like what do we do in this situation it's going to be like when you train uh the whole point of jujitsu is being able to adapt and being creative right so like what we have to not forget that um you know That's what's happening when we're sparring, in particular. That's definitely what's happening when we're drilling, right? So, like, um, even even when we're warming up, there's like uh, I'm shrimping, but someone's shrimping faster than me. Like, let me just move off to the side. That's that's adaptation, right there. You know what I mean? And it might be small, but know that like in jujitsu, we're practicing that all the time. So, um, I think part of the problem is people don't realize that's what we're doing, and so like we're always developing this skill, right? So now, when it comes to not being able to train there's this big cutoff, and if your mindset wasn't set in the beginning it's going to be really difficult to be able to like parlay that into this new environment right so i think the main focus is like adapting but also you have to understand the situation we're in too so um i think this is a great question for people that let's say are forced to not be able to train whether that's an injury or uh they're they're in the middle of buying a home and they can't make it to the gym, shit like that. So that's, that's, what's good about it. So I'm going to try to answer it in a way where, what do I like to tell people when they can't train? And then, then I'll talk about specifically for this current environment. Right. So in general, I've actually had many phone calls of friends calling me and like, Hey, I'm going to be deployed to some other place, or I'm going to be put in a, in a situation where there's going to be no jiu jitsu. I'm, I'm on assignment or I'm hurt or I've, I've definitely been injured plenty of times where I couldn't get on the mat. And uh, in situations where you're close to the gym, I still recommend people just go back to the gym, sit down and watch, learn technique, especially if you're new, like you'll get so much out of technique of the day. You'll get so much out of looking at all the other white belts, drilling. And be like, damn, I'm that guy. I look like that. And it's like, I got to clean this up. So it's, it's always nice to see. And then, And definitely the sparring, because when you're sparring, you know, when you're sparring physically, it's, let's say you're a white belt and you want to get better. It's like you are a white belt. And then the person you're going against might be a white belt, blue belt, whatever. If you, if you average off the skill level, it's always going to, it's going to be higher than yours, especially if someone's been training longer than you, but it won't be at its highest potential of like, say two black belts going at it. But when you're sitting out on the sidelines and you're watching, you can choose to see two black belts or Uh, a really good purple versus really good purple or something like that and you can see how things look right and then be like okay I, i don't know exactly why or how they look like this but i know that this is what progression looks like i'm gonna try to replicate this you know what i mean so like when when you're near the gym and you can train i always say bro go back to class like i mean it's it's still yeah. knowledge. I I don't like the idea of people saying I can't physically train, so I'm so there's no training. It's like that is not the case at all. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And it's funny you bring up white belts and injuries, having just uh, sort of gone through that myself with the yeah. with the torn oblique. You know, uh, for any of the listeners out there, I it's uh, probably what about like four weeks in before I I tore an oblique, and you know basically was just like you know, shit, what do I do now? Um, but you know, I, I took your advice and it was the same then and as, as it is now, which is just keep coming back to class. Like just because you can't physically roll yeah. doesn't mean you can't actually come and get something out of it just by observing and watching sort of detaching yourself from the actual action. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, looking in. And that's exactly what I did. And I actually found a tremendous amount of value in it. So I think especially as it applies to right now where we're all sort of in lockdown, um, you know, obviously injury is different because you can't really be doing like any kind of fitness drills or uh, what have you, like shrimping across your kitchen floor, um, which is something that I've been doing at home. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, there's still a lot of benefit to the mental aspect of it too. So I think that's a great point.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, when it comes to, I know, I can speak for myself, When I like, I can, I know that people progress in different ways, right? Some people excel in a classroom environment, some people don't. Some people excel at being on the job site, and then the foreman's like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, just, let's just do it. It's like, I don't know how to do it. It's like, well, the guy next to you is going to show you how, so let's just go, you know what I mean? So there's different ways people learn. I know for me, I'm, I, I love jujitsu because it's such a visual sport like, um, ever since I first started jiu-jitsu you don't need to be a scientist to explain at a base level, certain techniques. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, like I can teach arm bars in like few steps, five steps, six steps, or I could teach it talking about it for like 30, 40 minutes. You know what I mean? So, um, it, like, but when me as someone who never learned an arm bar trying to look at, it, I have to look at it first. Like, I want to see what's the difference. Like, oh, I noticed this guy's hips are lower it's 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 contributing to him being able to get a tighter grip on it. so the visual is really important so when I watched my biggest progress when especially when I was a wipeout one of the little hacks that I did was I when you're a wipeout you're constantly thinking like I don't know what to do here I don't know what to do here like am I even and if you do know what to do am I even doing it right does it look right does it you know so what I would do is I would go on YouTube and watch like world championship finals, black belt division. And I would just watch two world-class black belts sparring. And then um, it, let me, it let me know the potential of what a role could look like. Like, uh, wow, he's taking his time. It's like, why isn't he going? Is like, oh, well, there's other things that he's worried about. So he's taking his time right here. Or wh- when are they blasting through things? When are they using this type of movement? So for me, visually, being able to come back to class and watching stuff, Really helped me out, you know. I, got, I have a pretty cool experience, which is like when I was, so I was a brown belt training at Milton's, like uh, his original location in Mountain View, and we had a guy named Max, and he was, he was a, I think he was a purple at the time, or I think I was a black belt and he was brown belt, something like that. But we're still in the original location, and um, Max is, a quick breakdown, he's a beast, like he was a brown belt just he was really competitive super smart um I've never seen someone like in the middle of a spar like correct things in the middle of a spar like two minutes and three minutes in like he's testing and he's he's like automatically like okay don't do it this way and then he I, I could see him improving during a, a spar that's how good he was and uh so I always seen him as like a high level competitor he just gives him give him more time he's gonna be a world champ one day that's how i always felt and then one day he went to a a training camp before a big tournament he went to a training camp at like autos or something like that and we all know like autos is like an insanely competitive school and they do really well produce a lot of great guys and and um i asked him when he came back after that week-long training camp i was like that must have been like a big improvement like uh event for you like being able to grind with the hardest grinders in jiu-jitsu, like, that must have been insane. Like, that's what you're hungry for. And then he actually, like, he, he stopped me. I was like, you know what? You know what improved my jiu-jitsu? I feel like I've, imp- this past week, my jiu-jitsu has, like, really took a step up. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. The training must have been crazy. And he was like, honestly, it wasn't even the training. Like, a week-long training session at this hyper camp, it really didn't prepare me for anything. Like, it just hard sparring, and that's good. He said, when it came to the tournament that weekend, he just sat down and just watched all the black belts fight. And he said, that one day of investing and sitting and watching when I wanted to be out there and compete and all that stuff, and then proceeding a week full of training hard, 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 round after round against killers, I learned more and improved more from sitting and watching that tournament than actually participating, preparing for that tournament and uh i was like holy shit that that makes a lot of sense it's like the the way that people pace the the commitment to the grips that you need to be able to actually hit this shit at the highest level the timing the 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 adherence to this the rule set and like um the dynamics of coaches and whatever and how to position yourself so you can like look at the look at the score and listen to your coach while attacking and like i was like holy crap like he broke it down and so it, it it really reaffirmed the idea of how you how you uh, improve. And to him, it was about watching. And I agreed th- in the same way. And uh, so it, it's it was a it's a big eye opening like thing to hear that from him. So this is why every time someone says I'm hurt, but you're local to your gym, just go to the gym, watch stuff. Like if you're not close to your gym, watch high level guys sparring. At least you get an, a sense of like what it looks like what training at that level even looks like. Like one of the things I did recently was I sent a, a, a link to a, a, a sparring session between BJ Penn and Leo, Leo Vieira. They're in, they're no They have no shirts on. There's just sweat everywhere and they're not going crazy, but you see the pacing that they're using to spar and it's super chill, but is extremely like technically very sound. And so um, I sent that to him, just because you know, just observe this role like you don't have to get nuts. Like these are two extremely high level guys doing very basic movement. And then they're pacing themselves They're taking deep breaths, they're tired, but they're still sparring. Like this is what we need to replicate. Like this will allow you to train longer, further, uh, more rounds, all that stuff.
0: That's interesting. So, you know, I know we talk about actually going to, you know, uh, other gyms and and sort of observing, but in terms of online content like what's available out there i mean i know you and i both know there's no shortage of, of online content right now but yeah you know to those of us who who are trying to i guess observe the online content but unfortunately can't like we none of us can really go out and actually you know physically try because there's definitely a, an association that you need to make physically to certain movements that uh that are important but in the meantime like are there any online resources that, that you think are better than others for this, this downtime? You know, what are, what are some of like the main focal areas that I assume it's probably going to depend on your skill level, like a white belt should maybe focus on observing these foundational core aspects versus, you know, somebody more advanced who can probably dive into some of the more advanced techniques and, and really get a lot out of observing those. Um, but what are your thoughts on that?
1: that's that's a great question and this goes back now i'm gonna like change shift my brain to like current scenario like what happens yeah. when you can't train you are near the gym but you can't go to the gym you know or like you, you don't like uh, stuff like that so um and keep in mind that the the your question is relevant for both scenarios but in this environment where like our main resource is online stuff even mm-hmm. do people some some schools are doing classes through zoom and stuff like that now uh um, here's the thing. The, the, the real major thing about jujitsu is at its core, uh, is physical training with someone, you know what I'm saying? So like, that is the core. This is why back to the first section, which is people say, I can't train. So there's no point going to the gym. No, there's many components, but don't forget that this sparring component is not the only component. It's just a major component, but not the only thing. So like when you lose that, you can rely on these other components. Right. But in this situation where, um, like we, you're, you're at home, you're healthy, uh, you have internet, there's all these resources when the resources, when I was coming up was like VHS tapes. And then now it's just like, you can, you can download an app and it'll break down techniques. Right. So there's uh, oh, yeah. an insane amount of resources now. And the question is good. is like, so how do I discern the quality of this or, what do you recommend to this type of this platform or this resource? Like, what is the best way to uh, consume this uh, online thing? I think the main thing we have to remember is that regarding the components of improvement, the physical aspect is the, the major thing, and then this this like online training thing is a smaller component. It's important. It's it makes up every single class, but when you just take up when you just have that and no physical training it's actually makes it really difficult to learn jiu-jitsu you know like it's it's an interesting thing because obviously this pandemic like we've the way that the the jiu-jitsu community has adapted and shifted towards it's really cool but at the same time it's like it's all an experiment and no one's saying this is the most effective people are saying this is just something to get us by right but the perspective that you need you need to use these resources is like uh I think they're playing a bigger role right now than they should be. Like, uh, I can like I people talk about. It. I've been in I've been in se- seminars before, and everyone that's been in a seminar can sort of agree to this, which is you have an environment where the guy teach, running the seminar is trying to teach as much as he can, and then you, um and in, in, at the end of it, what ends up happening is at the end of the seminar, you there's something for sure that you didn't want to forget, you've forgotten. Like, no doubt about it. There's just so much information. And so what does that say? It means just because there's a, an abundance of resources doesn't mean that this is a great time to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you want to learn. There's resources to help you learn. But without that physical aspect, it makes it really difficult, right?
0: Yeah, so I guess that begs the question, are there any physical aspects that, that one can do at home? I mean, one, I've certain, I've certainly seen people use their, like, their dining room table chairs yeah. and... Uh, make sort of ad hoc sparring and grappling dummies. Um, but in terms of like actual drilling, and this is something that, that I've found to be really helpful, uh, which is, is really focused a little bit more on like the actual fitness and flexibility side, as opposed mm. to drilling skills. What yeah. would be your, your suggestion there for for the physical component that's, that's definitely missing in this, this lockdown setting?
1: Dude, that's exactly where I was like heading towards too. Like I and what you're actually talking about uh the the technical aspects of jiu-jitsu like improving that like physically uh versus physical like attributes improving that, right? Like mm-hmm. flexibility and stuff like that. I think you hit it you hit the nail on the head, dude. Like that's really the re- that's the reality of um, not only this certain situation but improving when you can't train. Right, so I'll I'll go back to my buddy. He he works for the government, and he won't even tell me the team he's part of. So I'm just like, bro, spy doc. But he had to go to legit. yeah, exactly. He had to go to Latin America, and he was stationed in this in this uh, this village with you can't they they don't even have running water, so like they're not gonna have jujitsu. Like th- there there are instances where there's jujitsu in places where it's very impoverished, but he's on assignment. There's no real like commercial industry. Like there's, it just was impossible. Right. Internet's bad. So he can't even get resources like that and stuff like that. So he asked me like, how do I prepare myself? How do I, his number one concern, like how do I prevent myself from losing the things that I've already acquired? Like he's already, he's, he was smart enough to gauge his like progress might not be a thing, but how do I not regress and then the it comes back to the, your physical attributes dude. like at the end of the day jiu is a physical thing just like just like that physical component of having a partner and needing that feedback uh to even participate in that we're assuming a couple of things we're assuming that um uh you have a partner willing to train with you we're assuming that you are uh you can spar like you can you know you're physically you don't have a broken arm or in a cast or something like that you know what i mean so my number one advice is Focus on the physical, 100%. Like uh, a, a question someone says is like, do I have to prepare to do jiu-jitsu? It's like, no, jiu-jitsu will get your mind, the knowledge, the physical, it'll come to you. It'll come at once because you're doing everything at once. But if you can't train jiu-jitsu and uh, you want to still progress, and I'm not even saying like, it's not about preventing regression, it's about still progressing, is double down on your physicality for sure, 100%. Yep. So that flexibility thing, like if we had all of our resources and we could train and all that flexibility will improve over time, but not by much, you know, you're not prioritizing flexibility, but at this moment in time, when someone teaches you an amazing flying armbar technique that you've always been wanting to learn and, but you have no one or no means to train that is like, how good is that information for you? I argue that it is helpful to see, so you know, it's possible, but like after a certain point you're hitting a wall, but what you can do, you have no limit on, Improving cardio, flexibility, uh, just improving your diet, uh, just, uh, you know, anything like that. Physical uh, muscle endurance, muscle mass, you know, like uh, getting your diet on point. Like these are physical things that you can do right now that when you were able to train would have supercharged your progress. But now that you can't train will still allow you to progress uh, without having to uh, get on your kitchen floor and shrimp it out. You know what I mean?
0: Hundred percent. Although I do recommend shrimping it out on your kitchen floor because yeah. it does uh, it. It is pretty clean on that in on that kitchen floor afterwards. But yeah. uh, you know, aside from that, I think I think there's a, there's definitely an important takeaway from what you just said. Like there, when we when all of this is over,
1: yeah,
0: and we're all back in the gym, or you know, we're we're going at it again. Uh, there's going to be two sets of people, mm. people that show up and are completely winded after like yes. a round or two yes. and there's going to be people that are just like, oh, this is nothing. Cause I've been, I've been working on my fitness nonstop for the last like two or three months. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think, I think there's definitely something to be said about that. I don't really think there's going to be much in between like where, you know, people are, you're going to be exactly where you left off when all of this started. You're going to, you're going to progress in one way or the other. One is going to be bad. One is going to be good. Um, I think it's just a matter of how you take advantage of this, this time away that quite frankly, everybody's going through, which how often does that happen? We're like, no, literally nobody can go out and be training right now. Um, we're all, it's a very level playing field in that sense. So we're, it's up to us whether or not we want to actually, uh, come back on the other side of this better in some aspect, or set back. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's funny that we mentioned flexibility, like, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard, you know, from various places online, like, oh, flexibility, like, I'm not going to bother with that. It's, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, uh, stamina, cardio and, and, and actually training the, the movements, but then you look on, uh, so I follow Hicks and Gracie on, on Instagram. And constantly, like, a lot of the stuff that he posts, it's all yoga stuff. It's all flexibility. And, like, you wonder why he's so good. Um, I think that's a really big pillar as to, like, why he's he's able to get to that level is because he's focused on things like breathing techniques and flexibility. Like, those are so important. And you don't need to leave your house to do that.
1: Yeah. No, you – you're killing it. Like you're, everything you're saying is exactly the, the, the perspective that you should have to sort of understand why I'm giving the advice I'm giving, because it's like, yes, I agree. There, there's nothing wrong with re, uh, studying jiu-jitsu technique, strategy, whatever is available online. Like, it's not even a matter of, I prefer this resource over this resource. It, it's just, I put it in one bucket, which is just like virtual, like knowledge building. You know what I mean? There's always benefit in that, but uh, you got to realize that that's available whether you can train or not. And one of the things, so how do I prioritize my time to improve as much as possible? Is like take the time to improve your cardio, take the time to do like wind sprints or burpees or whatever, take the time to do pick up a kettlebell routine if you've never picked up a weight before, pick, take the time to practice yoga and practice breathing and mental clarity, especially in a time like this when mental health is like. I can see as much as to be fair, I can see some introverted people like me, like loving the break. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, mental health, big deal. It's a, it's a huge issue. And so like, I, I strongly believe like, and I'll tell you my personal protocol when like I was, I'm, this is me. I hate to drill. I love to spar. And when I'm training, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just, biting my nails like when can I spar when can I spar when can I spar right and then and I and I spar to the point especially if it's tough training like I might be sore the next day or whatever I'm not running or lifting during this time at all right the cardio that I'm getting is from rolling hard the 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 strength training I'm getting is like it's not even my focus but it but as I get sore from training hard you know endurance will increase and all this other stuff it's part of the package but what I'm trying to do is to be effective on the mat so that my number one priority when you can't spar you're you're only left with the physical aspect that's left right and so for me what i like to do is um uh, it's all about i pick up jogging like i don't even i don't i prioritize cardio over muscle endurance and muscle strength because that takes it usually takes like two months something like that for you to see progress and gains but with cardio you can see it a lot quicker and so like um, I'm all about the cardio, uh, right now, my current workout is, um, some core workout, some, uh, like, uh, posterior chain, uh, improvement and I'm using kettlebells as a form of cardio. So I don't have to go outside and like get coughed on, you know what I mean? I'm like in the backyard with the kettlebell <laughs> just doing like cardio technique. And so, um, that's going to be the key. Cause I'm imagining my first class back. And I don't want to be running a class where I'm huffing and puffing. And then like, I can't even get through the technique. Right. So like, yeah, there's the physical aspect to me is a bigger player when you can't get on the mat. And because of that, you have a unique opportunity to not only prevent regression, but actually improve in areas where you needed to improve anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, I'm a big, I, I, to me, that's the biggest component
0: for sure. What are some of the, the main, I guess, kettlebell movements that you do? I mean, I, I, I've been, uh, I've been using a kettlebell. I've been uh, using a sandbag, uh, instead, but, uh, what, for kettlebell, like, what are some of those, those key core movements that you would recommend? You know, if you're, if you do the same movement a hundred times in a day and nothing else, like that's still, it's still a really big difference you're making. Yeah. by instead of just sitting on the couch eating. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, like You can do anything physical as at like 100 push-ups a day or 100 Hindu squats a day and then you just be obliterated. You know what I mean? That's pretty badass. And so for me, when, regarding kettlebell swings, I am not a kettlebell expert. I'm not certified in it. I <laughs> And I have my own goals with kettlebells, but the, the reality is that anyone who takes kettlebells uh, a little bit seriously is knows that technique is everything right so focus on on workouts that you focus on the technique or focus on workouts that allow you to build that technique so to me it's always about fundamental kettlebell movements which is the swing uh clean like arm thrusters where you 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 mount it to your 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 chest and then you you lift up to a press you go down and do a squat come back up then there's uh snatches i like to do snatches all the way to the top that uh, that gets my heart going the most and then turkish get ups and like those those four right there it can you can build in an insane workout just with that four you know what i mean and so um i just do 16 kilograms i'm one-handed so i switch it so it, it, it sort of like creates like this circuit where i'm supersetting and then going immediately to the next thing so it's not about weight it's about movement and keeping the heart rate up. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm trying to focus in on.
0: And for those people that can't, uh, handle the the metric system, uh, so I think 16 is 20 pounds, 16 kilos, is 20 pounds.
1: Yeah. 16 kilos is like 30, it's like 35 pounds, something like that. Oh, I was yeah. off. <laughs> You're um, good.
0: <laughs> I see. Clearly I can't handle a metric system. Um, yeah, so I, those are definitely, uh, those are definitely solid and one thing that you said to me really stands out which is you got to make sure that you're you're actually using the right form yes be careful uh if you're not careful doing kettlebell swings it is so easy to blow
1: out your back i i Um, can i can i i feel that yeah
0: i mean like it's it's got to be like upper back and legs you like you if you if you let that thing swing and you know you're trying to stop it with your lower back
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. guidance. I have I have lower back injuries, so this is actually like from barbell training, actually. And so, um, uh, like uh, the kettlebell allows me to be able to swing a weight without having to put a lot of pressure. But dude, I'm focused on breathing, holds, uh, uh like expanding the core, tightening the core, and uh, uh, just so you you're right, it's all about technique there. And what's good is it gives you a little bit of dis- discipline it's something that we should talk about uh eventually which is um like areas in which i'm a big believer technique over everything right and you need discipline when it comes to technique and i love doing activities that instill that and with kettlebells it's all about technique it's all about discipline make sure breathing's on point the timing of the of the rep and the breath and all this other stuff so I, that's something we should definitely talk about later, for sure. <laughs> I agree.
0: And yeah. on that topic, like, it's it sort of I, you know, I just uh, made this connection in, in my head that, you know, we're talking about oh, we can't actually drill techniques, and we can't, uh, you can't be sparring and all that, but the, the, the action of focusing on technique and something else, yeah, directly translates into your. Your ability, your aptitude for focusing on technique when we're back in the gym. So, being able to practice focusing on technique, focusing on breathing, and and your movements, being able to just uh, even if it's not jujitsu related, being able to actually develop that aptitude for for focusing on technique, breathing, repetition, movement. Uh, I, I personally, I think translates directly into you know what what jiu-jitsu is in a sense where you know you're focusing on on your breath you're focusing on your technique on your movements and I think that again this is definitely like you said this is definitely a topic yeah which you know where we're the and actually you know what we'll save it yeah yeah. We'll pocket yeah.
1: that I'll, um, I'll, yeah I mean like uh, just but just, yeah I, I see it the other way around too like when I did jujitsu I started when I was like 13 14 so like there wasn't much in my life at that time that was teaching me the importance of technique like the, what I was doing was I'm I skateboarded for years like that's something people don't know about me but like I would go skate parks I watched all the DVD like the VHS's at the time Rodney Mullen did one song all that shit right and there is uh, skateboarding was crazy because it's all about technique to get you going, to do a kick flip, to do a heel flip, to do whatever. And then once you progress in jujitsu, now it's about the heart. It's about how fast can you go down these sets of stairs and all this other shit. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I did jujitsu, that was the closest comparable, but I never made the connection between my brain. Right. So for me, it's like jujitsu, there's no, there's no better place than to talk about technique than in jujitsu. Right. Because Jiu-jitsu is a rare opportunity where you can actually submit someone bigger than you, submit someone that's really strong or much younger than you or anything like that. So you realize that technique can carve through a lot of other bullshit, right? And then so for me, growing up, realizing this, I applied that mentality to every other aspect of my life. Like, for instance, like, I'll give you a small example that you could probably relate to. Like, I grew up cooking at home when I was a kid. I cooked with my mom, right? Her focus was about getting it done, so she was rough chopping uh, onions and potatoes. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff, and she's been cooking her whole life. And then, uh, but once I realized that there is something called knife technique, and like when you when you have an onion, there's a certain way to prep it so it, it sits on the on the cutting board. There's a way to put slices through it so when you when you chop it, it's already like in the perfect shape that you want. And depending on how a, a vegetable is like created it tells you how to cut it right like how to cut a bell pepper it's very different than how you cut an onion right and so when you break down the technique at that level you can do amazing shit right but with my mom she was just focused on uh, getting the food out because then you know we got a bunch of boys hungry you know what I mean and so Mm -hmm. she spent her whole life focusing on not focusing on the technique of the individual components of building a meal but she was more focused on getting it done so she was awesome at picking ingredients off the cupboard and making that awesome dish out of it no recipe i've never seen her look at a recipe amazing but for yeah. me with that technique mindset from jujitsu and trying to apply it to other areas of my life now when it comes to cooking like i need a particular type of knife like i can't get i don't want to cut an onion with a, a petty knife or something like a very small intricate knife i need something bigger. I need like, you know what I'm saying? So it it elevated the quality of the food that I, I eat. It elevated my understanding of food when I received received food on a plate. Like it allowed me to appreciate so much more, but also allowed me to improve just what I ate, what I understood, how, to, how much appreciation I have for this, uh, something like that, right? So as much as the lessons you learned in life can help you approach jujitsu in a particular way. I actually did the opposite too. Like you can use jujitsu as a tool to develop the, the the mindset you need to progress in Jiu-Jitsu, but don't get it twisted. Try to move that over to the real life and then it will improve you in many other ways too, right? So um, I love that. I love that dynamic. This way going this way, I love that shit. We can definitely talk about it deeper, but yeah, 100%, that, I, I just want to talk about it like that. Yeah, technique for sure.
0: 100 percent. yeah and i think going back to what our original topic was which is you know what can people be doing during this downtime um to to improve their game to uh you know to stay focused and and make sure that that they're you know the 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 pillars that they built the foundation that they built in a jujitsu gym actually rolling and drilling technique like how can we make sure that that doesn't go for nothing? Like what can we be doing? And I think that's such a great point to make, which is if you focus, if you, if you take those same principles and focus them on something else, I mean, maybe, maybe it's directly like, it's something that's directly translatable to jujitsu, like like fitness, yeah, um, where you're focusing on really taking care of technique and your breathing and, and, um, you know mastery through repetition that 's so valuable yeah when we all come out of this, because like i said we 're all on a level playing field right now, and there 's going to be two types of people when we come back yeah. there 's going to be the people that have been focusing on sitting on their couch, eating, moping around and and you know missing the gym and like really not doing much of anything, and then there 's going to be the people that spent this time. Focusing on uh, mastery of of a, like one simple singular technique and improving their fitness. So what, then, what, when we come back, you know, you're not dead two rounds into a sparring match. Uh, you know, I, I it's it's such a good point, and I think to anyone listening, like that's to me, that's probably the best thing that we can all be doing right now. You know, it's I think you also said like watching videos of different techniques and drills it's good but to a certain extent like there's limitations to that um great great point
1: yeah no i appreciate it and like i think it's it's we talked about a lot of things and i love the way you like uh, uh was able to summarize and i'll try my best to summarize my perspective on it too which is like yes resources use them you know like uh, but when I pull up my Instagram feed and then people are doing Zoom, I I love that because it's adaptation and they're trying to they're trying to make sure people are getting better. They're trying to make sure that jujitsu is still part of life. You know what I mean? And I and I love that. But when you think about progress and then focus on that, you know, I always talk about in the gym. It's not about getting the next belt. It's not about beating that guy. It's not about the other guy. It's about you. It's about progress. If you feel like you're growing, you're good. You know what I mean? And sometimes to grow, you have to do something you like. You feel me? So like there's a lot of people that are in the pursuit of growth doing something that they don't like. But you know when it comes to jujitsu, no, you guys aren't getting paid to do jujitsu bro. You know what I mean? You're going, you are paying to do jujitsu. So what does that mean? It means you have to be happy first. And so like if you you know, you, when it comes to the drilling online and I'm going to get on a Zoom and then um, I'm going to have everyone do shrimps and then teach them techniques without actually sparring or whatever. It's like, uh, like I said in the beginning, it's like, I love seeing that. But at the same time, I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing. You feel me? Like, I think what's more appropriate is there's so many resources online. Boom, you can, you can reach out to that if you want. But focus on the physical, you know what I mean? Like focus on getting your cardio up, Focus on getting your uh, just endurance up, uh, st- stand out in the sun, let the sun like kiss you a little bit. You feel me? Like those things really do a good thing. I know that you go on hikes with your dogs and then like, go on walks and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that dog shouldn't suffer for, pandemic you know what I mean like now they don't they, they're spoiled yeah and then so like you you can go out there get a fresh air and the mental break is is important too some people just want a mental break and that's cool but now is an opportunity in particular in general when you can't train the other aspects that are part of training which is the physical side should be something that should be emphasized and it doesn't have to be a uh, uh, death metal in the background and then putting up prs I'm not talking about that I'm just talking about being active, staying loose, um, keeping your air up, all that stuff. Like it's something I struggle with too, but it's the first thing I go to when I can't train. I immediately look for a treadmill. If I can't get a treadmill, I'm looking at my kettlebells and then making something happen. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Another great point. And like, I guess some closing thoughts on my side, like you don't even need fancy equipment to, to do this. Yeah. Like you can sit there on any hard floor in a five or even on the grass by foot by five foot space and do mountain climbers and that's extraordinarily effective uh in building core muscle and flexibility in your hips um you know you could be doing push-ups dips you can go for yeah. a run outside like yeah yeah any of these things they they don't require additional equipment and, and whatever um it's a matter of mental discipline like do you have what it takes to actually do this every day like but at the same time, like if they're, if you're doing jujitsu regularly and you're training every week, like multiple, you're, you're there at least multiple times a, a week, you know, the discipline should be there. Um, yeah. You have it in you, you have what it takes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy,
1: it. it's attainable. And, uh, and we're like you and me, we're regular dudes We're I'm no athlete, you know what I mean? Like, there are, there are guys that can walk around and just look at a weight and look amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. an athlete, but what I do is. The workout is so I can make sure I am not huffing and puffing on that first class back. It's so the workout mm-hmm. is so I'm gaining. I've gained weight during this shutdown, but I would have gained more if I didn't. You know, if I didn't work out, you feel me? So uh, it's it's not even. It's like it's not the bar isn't that high, is what we're saying. You know what I mean? Like you can you can focus on these like get the get your jiu jitsu fixed, but know that real jiu jitsu progress on the mat progress is more uh you're going to get more progress through the physical means that will transfer over to the mat versus mat directly mat related work because again we don't have partners you know what i'm saying like you can have drill buddy but i'm, t- I'm talking about the, the timing involved in sparring and like switching your hips when off of reactive you know like uh, techniques and stuff like that so uh those things are going to be more difficult to improve but you know it I know guys that would benefit from running maybe like two miles every couple, twice a week, that will make them much more effective on the mat than uh, doing like uh, uh, these drills, these solo drills that I'm seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. the problem with the solo drills is their focus is to get your cardio up physicality up, but with a component of building these skills. But it's like some of these uh, are not, pushing you enough to actually push your physical and the movements themselves is something that you might not even be needing, you know, in your Jiu-Jitsu because like there's a pass drill. It's like, I don't even do that pass, but I should be doing this. It's like, I I don't necessarily believe that. So um, yeah, the physical is the thing and you know, like it doesn't have to be Jiu-Jitsu related, but Jiu-Jitsu relatable skills. Like you said, emphasis on technique, you know what I mean? Like mindset, like, um, mm-hmm. disciplined in what you're doing not just doing things willy nilly, because if you approach your entire life doing willy nilly, like throwing frozen pea, f- peas from a bag in your, in your, in your pan, and then turning on the fire and then looking through the fridge, and be like, what else can I, you know, if that's the way you approach almost everything, your jujitsu is going to sort of be as chaotic and brutish in that way too. So if you, if you, if you're mindful of technique as a thing to take your life forward you're going to apply that to jiu-jitsu 100% and that is where it will freaking shine you know what i mean so that's that's it's the mental side of it too
0: for sure i yeah. you know it's funny <laughs> you made a lot of connections between cooking and, and jiu-jitsu <laughs> yeah i feel like that's something else that we should definitely touch on cuz you're right there's a lot of connections in in the methodology of cooking and, and, and becoming a good cook uh, yeah there's to so becoming many. good at yeah. jiu-jitsu
1: I, I see such the comparable in cooking. I don't know why people don't talk about it. I feel like I've never heard anybody talk about the comparison of cooking and jutsu. but, you know, when you think about um, being a, on the line in a, uh, like, you're a line cook at a at a very in Manhattan bistro, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you need discipline. You, there is a system. There is a hierarchy. Oh, yeah. There is level of skill and knowledge. There is actually getting the job done, but there's also technique and being clean and, not wasting not being wasteful and there's just so many components of cooking in that environment and even just high level cooking in general restaurant level is like that is completely transferable to jiu-jitsu because when you're doing jiu-jitsu there's so many dynamics and you have to be mindful and if you're not mindful you'll sink you know what i'm saying and it's the same thing in that world too so i i mean i i love it you're gonna hear me use a lot of that shit
0: yeah, I think I think we're we gotta we definitely have to have a, an episode here where we where we go into it in, in deep detail, because um, I think there's there's definitely a lot of connections to be made and and, yeah. and you know I'm happy to share some of my past experience in that um, absolutely being a, a class of, a classically trained French chef yeah um or classically trained in French cuisine but like seeing all the different sort of calibers and and you know i've worked in chain restaurants but i've also worked in really nice restaurants and there's a vast difference yes uh it, there's there's a lot of connection to be made there we'll, we'll touch on it okay <laughs> maybe we'll uh we'll each have uh, some food in front of us while we do it just for we, we, just dude, for... we get to
1: the point of doing mukbangs <laughs> <laughs>
0: for sure man all right well Listen, um, I think this was really helpful. Not uh, hopefully, it's helpful for whoever listens to this, but it was definitely helpful for me to sort of, awesome, you know, refocus. There's with all the noise out there and the, all of like the different uh, possibilities of what what people should be focusing on during this time of lockdown and away from the mats. I think this was extremely helpful in sort of refocusing what's important and what what we all can be doing to make sure that when when we all do come back and, and meet up on the mats again, that we're prepared and that yeah, we're ready I, for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I think the main thing is, like, I'm a guy um, who's been doing jiu-jitsu for f- over 15 years now. And one of the things about jiu-jitsu is, like um, – and it's a topic I actually talk, wanted to talk about is about, like, people – it's celebrated to be addicted to this game. You know what I mean? And people do get addicted, right? Yeah. But don't think about don't be jujitsu centric. Be growth centric. Think about growth overall. And so when you think about growth, you start to cut through the bullshit of like being in this like this vicious cycle of like yeah uh, technique 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 is like well can you spar that technique is like no as a, but if it's not sparring if it's not jujitsu related I'm not worried about it. It's like man there's. So many things that jiu-jitsu can help you in your life and that life can help in your jiu-jitsu. You need both. And so, like, take the time now. It's like, yeah, look at those resources. But focus on your physical. Focus on your family dynamics. Focus on your friends. Get on – talk to people. Like, stand outside on the sun. Step on some grass. You feel me? <laughs> like, I, I'm not into – I'm not really into the whole hippie thing, but it's just, like, <laughs> Being stuck in a room is not the healthiest thing for sure. You know what I mean? So No, it's um, definitely uh, not. Yeah. Yeah, so there's so many different things. And, you know, there's benefits to doing things that are not directly BJJ related that will help your BJJ, 100%. So, so um, focus on that. And jiu-jitsu, yes, jiu-jitsu, you need it. But uh, don't be so – to the folks that are – I see a lot of folks, especially beginners, when this shit shut down, they were caught dead heat of that addiction. You know what I mean? And then so they're, they're putting on the gi and then like doing Hindu squats. I'm like, bro, it's like, do you really need that gi on? You know? It's like, <laughs> I get if it's a joke, but the, holding on to those lapels while you're doing air squats, is not really, it's, it's not making the impact that people <laughs> would, would like to see. you feel me? So it's it's, funny. it's just- get a workout in, um, stay loose, you know, do something, For sure, develop man. a skill, you know what I mean? Like hit some milestones that you now can hit because you're not in the gym all the time. So, um, that's, start that's a podcast. Really my yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I hear you. And, uh, I, I hope people heed those words, you know, there there's, there's a yeah. lot of good to be done during this time where we're all in lockdown. Just, you know, obviously remember, the guidelines on social distancing, stay yeah. away from from people uh, as much as you can, and, and focus on on the fitness aspect. You know, we'll we'll all get through this, but we all want to get through this healthy. We want to be better on the other side, and uh, you know, get back to training. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it's it's a, it's crazy. I just think about all the people affected, and it's like. Businesses affected, mine included. It's like, damn. So I'm hoping this, uh, we make it through. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll get through it. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, At the end of the day, all Daniel and I want to do is just have a conversation. But at the same time, if we can help answer any questions, uh, we'd love to hear it. So reach out to me at, uh, at BAME Jiu Jitsu, B A E M Jiu Jitsu on Instagram. You can find us on. YouTube, Facebook, wherever. DM me there if you have a topic you'd like for us to cover, a question that you'd like to ask, and we're happy to do it.